Hello, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? I am hanging out, knocking stuff out today. Delivered some photos nice. this morning to uh, the real estate shoot that me and you did the other day. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yes, second second uh, in our new venture. Yeah. Of <laughs> Mitchell Heard, and we need a third person so we can sound like a firm, like a proper Mitchell Heard and Kessinger. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I was going to say, maybe Abby can be our consultant. So it can be like Mitchell Hurd and Isley. How do lawyers with only two people, actually, are there solo lawyer firms that have like legit names out on like the front of the building? Yeah. Like, uh, like Frank McGee Esquire. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what the two, two up sounds like. Hurd and Mitchell LLC. Hurd and and Mitchell LLC. Is it LLC? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't think so. I think if it's law, it's going to be something else. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. We uh, matter ported up a, a full house. Yep. Um, it uh, was single family home. It's cool. More, it was Sam did the matter porting. I did the still images. And um, you know what's funny is I was going through the HDRs. I don't know if it was exactly something I was doing wrong, but um, oh no, the HDRs uh, looked when I combined them, there was literally no perceptible difference between those and the um a regular photo the, the s- single shot like there was no difference huh. in i mean almost none it was completely imperceptible and even in sure. editing there was like i edited a few of them side by side and i'm like i can't tell the difference so wow. yeah i think i wasted a lot of time merging hdrs for nothing they look just totally fine um i'm sorry yeah i don't know about that i may I, have been shooting it wrong i don't think i was shooting it wrong though i was doing pl- super nice like wide um gamut you know five bracketed okay. images well uh yeah it was fun fun to do that I, I feel like with with real estate once you get all your systems in place yeah. as far as like what you're going to offer to the clients as a package when they can expect delivery your workflow of editing and like putting everything together in the final deliverable once you've done it like the first time or maybe the second time you can just knock them yeah. out like they're so not the only variable is the actual home and most homes aren't that unique one to the next right. yeah you can kind of like get a sense of with x amount of square footage we can cover it in x amount of time this is how much it costs and, and you're done yeah, there's not a whole there's almost zero need for creative emphasis and yeah well really no creativity at all yeah, yeah well, <laughs> other than yeah in fact, maybe creatively trying to mask ugly aspects of it some some right i mean but, you know each photographer brings their particular eye and i think that you know i but what you've experienced is the more you like try and make it something unique yeah. to you, the more pushback you oh, get. Yeah. The more you dumb it down, the more they're like, "Oh, this is perfect." Yeah, it's <laughs> literally exactly like that. Where I was like, like, when you actually actively try to make it bad somehow, or boring, <laughs> boring. or just cookie cutter, yeah. it's like, "Oh, that's perfect." That's exactly what exactly we like. It's, I was originally hired because, like, I mean, I'm not a real estate photographer. I was hired because um, are now, this uh, this uh, art producer dude that I work with a lot um, in DC doing you know photographing like murals and artists like painting and some like live events and things like that. Um, he recommended me to this real estate guy who's looking to do 
something more interesting, you know, something, something better than the average realtor or whatever. And so I'm like, okay. So I go in there and I start like, you know, shoot all this cool stuff. I edit it sort of in a really interesting, colorful, uh, interesting way. And uh client came back being like, no, dude, this is, it's too dark. It's too contrasty. I'm like, okay. So I, mm-hmm. I did a whole nother pass where I just kind of like, I still kind of kept, um, you know, a bit more of a creative vibe to it, a little bit easier on the eyes. And they came back again being like, nope, we need something different. And I was like, okay. So I just like removed pretty much 90% of the color from it, re-white balanced everything, uh, completely redid the tone curve, redid everything, basically made it super super neutral everything just pure white pretty much and they came back being like this is amazing and i was like yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> i get great i don't know man it looks exactly like anything else out there yeah yeah anyway that's a nice little side project hopefully we can get some more yeah. to just fill our weekday so let's let's jump in uh yeah. right away to the canon r5 announcement coming up next week i'm excited I think. it's july 9th 8 a.m. Eastern time. Ooh, it's early. But uh, what's crazy is uh, just looking at Canon rumors, 8K recording options for the R5, like the uh, the back of the screen uh, on the actual R5 was leaked with all the different movie recording uh, options. Oh. And, and we have oh, the, yeah, largest, the largest option available is uh, supposedly, apparently, uncropped 8K, 24 frames per second, raw recording damn son and i played around I, I was you know once i started getting into more video for igtv stuff i played around with a lot of different video stuff just because i had no clue what i was doing and i felt so limited and so shocked that you know you're basically editing jpeg equivalent files uh with almost every slr camera right now or mirrorless mm-hmm. camera unless it shoots in raw and shooting in raw is incredibly rare the sigma fp was one of the most affordable full frame cameras that could do it and it was amazing to to play around with those files but what was crazy at least about the sigma fp was when you looked uh, at the folder of capture of like you didn't actually have just like one raw video file like you would like an mp4 file mm-hmm. or something like that you actually had every single frame as a dng file Whoa, what yeah i know <laughs> it's crazy it's literal raw uh so but it, but um davinci resolve was set up to recognize like oh you're importing raw capture from the sigma fp okay i'm gonna process this and compress it into an actual usable wow. state not these individual dng clips yeah it was crazy to see that though uh so i'm curious to see if that's an industry standard or if canon would actually dump just a singular file but either way it unlocks an entirely new uh like ability to to paint and colorize essentially yeah. your, your work the way you would a raw file for an slr yeah. or for what we use yeah for, for still images yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah, it's for still images. So it's incredible. And and I think, uh, honestly, I'm going to be staying up all night to jump on the pre-order oh, announcement totally. as soon as it... Because yep. I think it'll sell out instantly it, and be back ordered yeah. for a long, long, long time. Yeah. But one thing we haven't talked about at all, uh, even I think in our personal discussions, is the R6. Have you been tracking the R6 I have, much? I have not tracked it at all. What's the story? Give okay. me the story. So the Canon R6 seems to be uh, a much more sports-oriented... Like, the R5 is clearly going after more videographers yep. than anything else and, and, and higher-res shooters and, and stuff like that. The R6... Let me see if I can get the specs here. But I think it's like a 21-megapixel camera. Okay. 
So I think it's much more geared towards sports and maybe wedding photographers. They're both dual card slots. I know okay. that. And, uh, and I know it does 4k recording, but no raw on any, anything for the R6, um, uh, in terms of video, there's a video, right? Correct. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of, of course, yes, yes, yes. 12 frames per second versus 20. Uh, it will have sensor stabilization, IBIS. Oh, it will do a 20 frame per second electronic, uh, shutter speed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 4k Canon log. Oh, so yeah, basically the same video, uh, although I think it's uncropped 4k same video as the EOS R dual same autofocus system, which is a new system, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited to try yeah, out because our autofocus system is already so great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's dual awesome. Card slots and head and animal, no top mounted LCD. So no LCD on top at all. Interesting. That's a, that's crappy. I, I think the RP was like that. I believe. I don't think the RP. I wonder, uh, I wonder why it's really nice to have that. I know. Maybe and it doesn't seem like it would cost a lot to add, but whatever. Maybe we'll not miss yeah. it. I, I don't know. Maybe people shoot with R6 won't miss it. You know, the top down screen for some, I see. And you know what I'm talking about? Like the grayscale yeah, yeah. little readout the of like LCD. your mode and your, your shutter settings and stuff. Yeah. I'm also incredibly excited to see what the new EVF looks like. Cause it's a higher resolution EVF. I didn't check the magnification specs or anything, but did, it is like 5 million pixels or something. Did you see? Whatever. So the rumor is for the R6 to be under 2,500 as a rumor, of course. Yeah. Uh, is the R, did you see an R5 rumor on the price? Uh, I keep seeing like 3,500. I was going to say, probably. Which is still going to blow my mind. I really feel like this is going to be 4,000 yeah, plus, but it's, I, I, I haven't seen anybody say that, so oh, I don't know. Oh, I but. see. Yeah, 3,500 is the leak, but I I don't know. It, it Dude, for 8K raw. Is that US dollars? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't think that that's, that's going to be, again, absolutely mind-blowing and it's going to be sold out for eternity yeah if they're able to hit 3500 with 8k raw yeah. for 99 percent of uh, photographers they probably like well it was the first time you even put the r in video like two weeks ago yeah pretty <laughs> much we, yeah uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing some video well, for the other real estate no, place we were scanning no that's not true in fact i actually put i actually did a video literally the same week that i got it i randomly got like a video job that i stupidly decided to take and uh it ended up being great uh that was that was that video that we me and you made together where i called you like late and i was like okay dude i need you to help me edit this thing i don't know anything about editing and we spent like a full full day pretty much editing (laughs) one of the only like three times i've i've actually put the canon into into video mode Honestly, if you have absolutely zero need for video ever, I guess the R6 could be a justifiable, especially if it's $1,000 or more yeah, less, yeah. a pretty justifiable upgrade because you will still get the uh, refined ergonomics and the, the wheel, mm-hmm. I believe, was confirmed on the R6 yep. still, the uh, the thumb wheel. And yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the back of the R5 right now, and I'm just, I'm really excited for the uh, far right buttons that are customizable because right now they're they're stacked on the eosr uh vertically so you have one on top of the other and Mm -hmm. i have those to um toggle different focus modes and i'm constantly accidentally hitting them in an awkward weird way not it's not like a huge problem it's super easy to toggle them back but this looks like they have a little bit of a, a hump so that they won't maybe be bumped as easily and they're slightly more horizontally aligned yep which uh i think is just more I look, I'm looking at the wheel on the back too, and just being like, "Oh, I'm so excited to use that because I've never 
had yes. that experience. Okay, so uh, live Great. stream in July, three days, three days. But I don't think, I, I think I've heard shipping won't be until September, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds, sounds pretty standard. Although I really wish that I, I could have gotten that earlier than that. But. So uh, the only other thing I wanted to sort of talk about and mention, well, I guess we could also say along with the camera announcements in three days, they're going to announce a bunch of lenses, but I don't think any of them are really, none of them piqued my interest. How about yours? Um, like there's a bunch of RF mount lenses, yeah, but they're like F4 100 to 500 F4 yeah, to 7.1. 24 to 105 F4 to 7.1. That's there's an 85 f2 macro, which oh, that's is cool. cool. Yeah, that could be good for yeah. ring shots and stuff. Yeah, it could be a, a, a you know double purpose thing, a dual purpose. 85 f1.2, it's probably very lightweight, and so compared to the 85 1.2, uh, f2.0 is, is pretty compelling. And you know, in terms of light coming in and bokeh and being able to do macro, I'm sure it'll huh. be fine for portraits. 20, I'm curious the, about it looks like a speed. 24 macro. As well, where are you seeing this? Um, no. This is this is rumors of lenses coming in twenty twenty one on Canon rumors, yeah, yeah. possibly a twenty four macro yeah. is. Uh, so speaking yes. of uh, new cameras, mm-hmm. uh, have you taken a look at that Pixie camera? Yeah, didn't I? Uh, did you? Were you? Have you been following it before my story? Oh, about it. Um, when was your story? Or about did you it? just see it in the news somewhere? Just today? Oh no no no! I got an uh, email about it. Yeah, I ah yes. I uh, have signed yeah, up. Yeah, so this is built by. Let me see if I can some pull French up the, Frenchies, French people. Yeah, and that was the 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 real downside was <laughs> when you did you go through the checkout process. Like, it looks like oh twenty nine hundred pounds. Oof, that's a lot. And then you go through the the checkout, and with tax, it's another five hundred and sixty pounds. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, and, and at the end of the day, you're spending thirty two hundred or euros. Sorry, yeah, pounds, on but euro. just the body, right? I mean, where, where, what lenses yeah, does this no thing lenses. use? Is that like, so it takes R, uh, M mount lenses, M mounts. Uh, so li- the Leica mount stuff. So it's obviously a rangefinder, manual focus yeah. only, and uh, it's sold out. The the one of the versions they're selling two different versions. Uh, the cheaper one sold out already. Yep. But the 4K, thing is, it, okay. So let's talk about this camera. So fantastic conceptually. It's integrated, built from the ground up with the assumption of a phone being attached. I don't like that there's no screen on the thing at all. You only have the viewfinder, but the phone is meant to be uh, a lightweight screen and an instant, uh, essentially instant preview of or file of what you're shooting. It gets shot over Bluetooth version 5. Like a low res file gets pushed over to your phone, and you can see everything. And and I guess what is its own app? I'm assuming it also integrates with your photos stream mm-hmm. as well. But but that's it. So for easy, quick sharing, I don't know. It looks so cool. It's so tempting. But at it's let's gray. see, I'm going to select the space gray, order it, and it's for a cropped CMOS sensor. You're going to be paying. Oh yeah, the website says so like oh I thought it was two hundred forty. Oh man, euro. I thought it was. Full it's frame. not even full frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I just, I, I don't think I can even justify buying it to review it because I'm, you know, a bit skeptical of what the return policy is going to be. Yeah. It seems like a pretty small company. You know, yeah. it's, uh, okay. So let's talk about possible use cases for this thing. I mean, this is great. This for- seems like the perfect fun. Like when we were hanging out yesterday for the 4th of July, yeah. like you just have this cool camera and you're taking snaps of your friends. And then, like and that then you've exactly got it on your is. phone and you instantly share it right from there. It looks incredible. Yeah. It's you know a range finder image. I'm going to buy it right now. See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think there's, 
I think there's a a value to this thing in its simplicity. In fact, I, that's kind of why I like not having a back a screen on the back. First of all, it keeps the cost down. But secondly, I'm just looking at the back of this thing, and I'm feeling like this is going to be a really fun camera in your hands. Yeah, as order long as confirmed. It's... I'm order number twenty-seven. Oh well, just twenty-seven. Oh man, it's <laughs> so dumb of me. Yeah. Uh... It's all good. But it looks so cool. I just, I have to try this. I, and I know I'm going to yeah. be pissed by the crop sensor, but I think with well, this camera being so clearly it's, in the, it, it's uh, designed around fun, that. like, like travel, yeah. travel camera, I'm not, I don't think it to be too hot. And I was just Maybe, thinking about my head. I already own like 10 M mount lenses. So it's not like I have to put yeah, my money fine. into a, a, yeah. Versus somebody who's like, Oh, I would love to make this jump, but not only would you have to spend that much on the camera, you'd have to buy, you know, in-mount lenses, unless you get the Voigtlander stuff, which is sort of third-party, kind of the Sigma equivalent, if you wanted to take mm-hmm. a, you know, something from our mirrorless and SLR days. Speaking of which, when the heck is Sigma going to make some RF mount stuff? Like, Dude, I don't know, but like, I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm here for it. I am. Here we go. Sigma preparing to okay. announce plans for our RF mount lenses. Okay, but good. Because I'm sinking, now. you know, twenty seven hundred freaking dollars into these lenses, and yeah, I mean, I just got the uh, the seventy to two hundred Canon RF. I'm working on my rev- review of it, and it's a fine lens, but it's kind of awkward. It could have been made better, and at almost three grand, it sh- I should be like tripping over myself to find reasons to use this lens and i'm yeah. just like it's fine <laughs> like it gets the job done but i want something like more the 85 1.2 which is huge but freaking beautiful like unbelievable so nice. performance uh, anyway so and actually I'll, on a side note with the 7200 if you consider buying it and i'm going to mention this in my review i am quite sure now after I don't know, almost 10,000 photos, uh, that the, when you engage autofocus, I do that by half pressing my shutter, the 7,200 hesitates for it's brief, but there's a definite hesitation between Mm. when you engage the motor and when the actual focus, uh, icon, what do you call it? Focus square (laughs) rectangle in the viewfinder when that actually starts to hunt and be active there's there's a hesitation there that doesn't exist in it's so slight but i'm i'm aware of it and it's enough that i it caught my attention and started to annoy me uh compared to the every other rf mount lens i have not seen this hesitation um i'm gonna keep maybe i'll see if i can run a scientific test or not but i hate doing that i just am aware of it after 10,000 images that could be solved yeah, I don't with know. the software. Actually, you thing. know what it could be? It could be that it takes a second for the stable, uh, the, the the lens stabilization to uh, like motor up, yeah, maybe. and like get a get a st- stable reading for itself. I, I, it could be that. And actually, now that I've just said that, I need to turn it off completely and see if that improves things because I did, I did not test that. Uh, but it's little things like that where I'm just like, man, this lens is so expensive. <laughs> Why is it not better? Anyway, <laughs> well, that's what I'm Sigma, talking about. I think I mean, has, has more than proven themselves in terms of capability of sharp, great performing lenses now. Yeah, they I think if they could... Well through the stigma. If they could, <laughs> they could throw together even a, you know, a 50 that was like, even if they sold it for like $1,800, like... That would still okay, be here's like what a, I gotta say though a thousand dollars less. Would you, if Sigma released an awesome, much less expensive fifty one point four, would you consider that 
in favor of the 51.2 canon. I don't think I would. No, I think I'm, no, no, no. I'm trying to stay 1.2 for, and I don't think Sigma is going to go 1.2. I think they're going to, I think well, they're going to stay cheaper, do 1.4 and yeah. try and undercut. But yeah, no, unfortunately the, uh, 51.2 is one of the greatest lenses that I've ever used. So I will not be, yeah, I will not great. be, uh, un- I mean, yeah, even, even if it was like somehow higher performing or lighter weight or something, but it was 1.4, I mean, no, I would, I would keep my 50. Now, what I would really love is maybe like a 24, 1.4 from, uh, from Sigma. Sigma. I could, I could, yeah, I could see myself buying that. I would love, or an 85. love to see that. That would be great yes. because, you know, an 85 is just not something that I'm going to buy for twenty seven hundred dollars i'm just not gonna do it so yeah and if they could come out with an 80 or 70 to 200 that would be fine as i bought like i bought like an 80 to 2 no it was a 70 to 200 like i think it was like vr2 maybe or or no not vr2 what am i talking about that's the that's the nikon version anyway the second the second version of the old huge canon you know white 70 to 200s for like 700 dollars, i think on ebay huh. it's fine it's heavy but it's fine works great can i just oh man what color did i get my pixie camera in i wasn't even paying attention i thought you said I just space gray like whatever I, th- I hope i did because it looks freaking awesome in space gray. <laughs> oh look how cool it looks in space gray well i'm gonna send you the picture in iMessage. <laughs> it's so cool uh, very like a, very like a like, like a like. Uh, I'm curious about. So no, okay. By the way, no SD card. It's all internal built-in memory. I've been saying um, that for freaking yeah. years at this point. I I'm shocked that cameras don't just have like a gig for emergencies. Yeah, like, <laughs> why? Like, why not? I guess they have to find a space to put it. But I think you could get a gig, you know, some internal thing that would be incredibly small. And yeah, why not? And it's, it's a strange, strange thing that camera manufacturers. So anyway, I'm excited for this. Um, all right. Ooh, so that does I think that, cool. uh, it kind of, it does look cool, right? It's very, uh, it, it's sort of Darth Vader-y. It is. Compared it's, to here, I'll send you the silver one. Can, the silver one is also tasteful and nice, but it's, it's a little more obvious in its, oh. it's like attention seeking. You see, I like it. Cool. I like it. The space gray, though, but I don't know. I got to see my hands. Uh, but I've made this mistake with Leica before, where I got it all in black and it showed up. And then when I saw the the silver iteration, I was like, "Oh, wait, the mm-hmm. silver's better." <laughs> uh, Dude, that's person, why I bought but... the silver DF when it came out. I was like, "I am getting that old school looking cool... camera." What? We need to jump back and just talk about that camera. What sure. was that? Well, I what, don't is that know. Just Nikon being like trying to just do something for fun. So I'm is trying to like, remember that they were trying to make. Well, what they did is there were there was like I think there was a big retro thing going on at the time, and they were like, was "We're going to make a retro me? camera," and they made this thing, and it looked and it even had the the old logo on the front, like the old style font on the yeah on the I, I the guess, front of the camera i think and it was the, around the 100 year anniversary i suppose yeah. it was for that and it was the cool part too is if you were an old you know fogey like film shooter or something and you still had your old f lenses like <laughs> okay. from back in the day 
you can use those. They look cool with it. It yeah. literally accepted the oldest Nikon lenses that you can find, like dig up anywhere online. You can it'll Whoa, it would it's take still them. going for two thousand seven hundred bucks. Wait, what? I will say they they also yeah. At I least still I'm have my Nikon's website right now. Dude, I tried. Uh, selling. I, I will say the sensor on it is is pretty awesome. I do. It's okay. I think they took it from the. It's okay, but they took it from the four D four D three S. Yeah, it well, it's a it, cool looking camera. It you is should, an awesome. I hope you don't sell it. Well, here's the thing. I put it on Craigslist like. <laughs> I put it on Craigslist like a year ago. I like wrote up this great description about how it like was used in like this amazing, like for like photographing senators on Capitol Hill. And yeah. you know, what's funny and not to derail you, but I remember being very compelled when Ryan Brandeiser listed his D seven fifty or D seven hundred or something yeah. on eBay and like posted yeah. a lot of pictures that he took with it. And I was like, I have to have this camera, this exact one, <laughs> yeah. this actual body. It was a compelling. So that's what I was uh, going thing, for. But how did and that work for you? It, it no, it backfired completely. I, they, I uh-huh. got a bunch of messages being like, how many is I like put shutter actuations, like 150,000 or something like that. So I kept getting these messages back being like, yo, is it really 150,000 actuations? And I was like, yeah, dude, it can go for another 150. And they were like, fuck you, man. They were like, they were like, we're not. What? <laughs> yeah. They were like, this is like, okay. you can't sell something with a hundred thousand actuations on it. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, I, I literally would um, like three times a week. I was getting messages being like, how can you possibly sell this thing with that many actuations on it? I was like, what? So now I, wow. um, so for my seven fifties, I sent them to Nikon and I was like, get them, get these thing, these, uh, sensors replaced, even though they didn't need them at all. I'm selling those on Craigslist now too, or on Facebook, but yeah, okay. dude. Wow. Well, all right. Well then that. I need to sell my freaking DF, uh, and get it, get it repaired by Nikon before I'm, before they figure out that I'm not a Nikon shooter anymore. Interesting times. I mean, I, well, I'm sure I'll follow up here on the podcast and probably on my Patreon with the Pixie camera. Uh, I'm excited to um, use see it as well. I I want to know, I suppose, more about the actual company. Like, who are these people? The team. Startup developing in radical contemporary rangefinder camera. So some guy named David. Well, enough of that. Uh, exciting times on, on the fly, on air recording of uh, me purchasing a very expensive camera. <laughs> Fun. Enjoy that fun, fun, shipping. Fun. Anything anything else uh, to address? Oh, oh, I, we did have one other topic, one other thing I wanted to oh. just uh, move into. So I got a message from somebody who, um, actually a guy who I just did a full profile arrangement and uh, review uh, through my Gemi uh, service. Jemmy. new thing. As I call uh, it. Yeah, Jemmy, actually. It's called Jemmy. Sorry, I keep calling it Gemi, but it's meant to be Jemmy, like a gem. Oh. And then E. Wait. I don't know. It's J-E-M-I. Jimmy. All right, well, then I'm going to call it Jimmy. Susan and I have a wedding coming up, and the couple has told us that they're doing temperature checks at the door of the venue. In the case that you show up and have a temperature, uh, you won't be allowed to enter. How do you go about managing that? Do you, the photographer yourself, plan to uh, have someone on hold just in case? Does it fall under force majeure? Majeure? Force majeure. Interested in hearing your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I honestly, it's like, whoa. Okay, so you're working. You're showing up. You feel, I suppose, good. Or even if you are sick. I've shot weddings where I certainly like had something. I kept my distance from people and was respectful, but I made it through. I felt 
Yeah, I don't think I had the flu or a temperature, but you yeah, know, I had a cold. What if so the authorities like, block you? Yeah, if if but you're there on site. That seems crazy. I don't know how you manage that. I think my first conclusion was like, oh, well, the couple needs to time. hire another photographer to be there as a backup. <laughs> but I guess that the the onus is really on you. Yeah, I think it is to, on you because you, you uh, need to be you know keeping yourself safe, so safe so yeah. that you can. Um, you know, I think this would be a really compelling justification for clients to add on a second shooter. I yeah. think almost, almost without almost everybody, I believe, would have a second shooter given the circumstance. Or if you, even if their venue wasn't doing temperature checks, I think you could say like, "Hey, yeah, just so you know, you know, a lot of things are changing, and this fall is ramping up to be really interesting. A lot of people are taking different tacks. Um, wherever we shoot, if we go, if we want to shoot down at the National Gallery of Art, or we want to shoot somewhere, they may be taking temperatures, and uh, you know." it's probably worth having a second shooter just in case for whatever reason I read high, not that I'm feeling sick right now, but yeah. I think that would be enough for everyone to be like, mm, yeah, let's get a second shooter. Uh, definitely. Uh, that is your backup plan. Definitely. Yeah. And it, I think that actually makes a lot of sense um, to kind of put it on the client and say, Hey, these are like your venue is going to be, you know, I'm taking the proper precautions, but if I show up with some kind of light fever uh, at your venue that you have selected, I will not be allowed to enter. Therefore, you need to make sure that there is a second photographer on the contract just in case that does Dude, happen. I'm I'm super freaked out to think about what's going to be the situation this time next year when the vaccine hopefully is out and about and Mm -hmm. what will be the approach of, I think we've talked about this before, but are there going to be like sections of a restaurant, for example, where it's like (laughs) you've, you've got your wrist or your ankle. Wow. You've got your bracelet. Well, you have vaccine. Okay. You can go to the vaccine section. Oh, you haven't yet. You gotta be over here. Yeah. Or like, (laughs) yeah. What? And then the, the politicizing of vaccines in general has already reached like a weird state with the internet and social media. I'm kind of like freaked out about how it's going to look. And there's no predicting. Nobody's going to feel great. Uh, It's just wide open for um, conspiracy theorists and people just being freaked out about a vaccine being created so quickly. Like it's trying to be made as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Nobody's going to be excited to be the first uh, wave to to get that injected. Yeah. Even me. And I have zero, I've never had weirdness about vaccines, but it's like, "Mm, maybe I'll give it a month or two. Make sure people don't start dying or losing limbs or something weird. You know, who knows? becoming corona zombies gosh i don't know i mean it's just going to be and then as a photographer it's like okay you get somebody whose venue says you need to have the vaccine to shoot here i just i'm trying to think yeah but i mean i think consequences i think i mean you and i have talked about the flu vaccine a bunch because we both have shot that uh, flu that's thing. the thing man so many people are already freaked out about getting the flu uh vaccine that's existed forever right I mean, but this one is different year, but... man this is like very i mean of course there's going to be people that are going to just not get it but i think that a lot of places especially cities are going to like you're just going to need dude i think that you're going to have to find a, a way to prove that you had the vaccine i think yeah. maybe and maybe it won't be a freaking emblem on your chest or something. 
tattoo. Oh, on my your God. Neck. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> but, you know, but maybe it will be like you have to carry around a piece a of card. paper yeah. that's notarized yeah. or whatever, like signed yeah. by a doctor says he got the vaccine. I mean, that's what other countries do. When, when I went to Kenya, like going through customs and really? immigration, you oh, had to well, show yeah. Yeah. a yellow piece of paper with all of the vaccines to enter the country. Yes. So it makes perfect sense but, that. Um, but that's you know, I've never seen that on a local level, on an on a right. on a city level, even or even but, in a but state level. It makes level, perfect sense that you know that they would need that and that they would do it. And I think it'll certainly be you know, if you're traveling international, it'll certainly be required. I didn't even think about that, but, but yes, I mean, I think I think honestly, even traveling between states. You'll probably need yeah. some kind of identification. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Think about. All right. Well, Be, here's why I say gonna, that. They're not going to lock down borders between no. states to check that kind of no, thing. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. But I, I do think that some places could be more militant than others and say like, oh, hey, you're coming from Florida. I'm going to need to see your vaccine card or something like yeah. that. Like what? I don't know if anybody if anybody's listening to this and are aware of a podcast or a blog or anything. Yeah. with I want to know what's going on in the labs right now. Like, who are the frontline like scientists that are in the lab, like playing with this virus and trying to like figure it out and know if it's going to mutate or if a vex like where we are on the actual uh, roadmap to the, the vaccine. Like, I want to I want to know. Dude, who's this is this some stuff. Andromeda strain stuff. I mean, it's contagion. I keep thinking back to contagion. And yeah, it, the other thing is the issuance of the vaccine. Would it be randomized? Uh, who gets it first? Oh my God. Like, I would assume it's a lottery based on birthday, but I'm just making that assumption again. Coming you from, know what I, uh, contagion, you know what I feel like seems what's, what's interesting too to think about is okay we've got the flu vaccine we need 350 uh we, or we have 400 million people in this country so we need 400 million vaccines um fine that's the flu coronavirus affects literally the entire world other than new zealand sure you need as soon as the vaccine's done we need 7.5 billion vaccines on pretty much the same in the same month um yeah that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch happen you know for the vaccine to really take effect everyone should have it within a time frame so they're gonna have to manufacture the absolute crap out of billions of vaccinations i just it's fascinating Uh, to think about those kind of numbers it is uh i'm just so scared to, to think about the implications of like, oh, you've had your vaccine? Come on in. Oh, you haven't? No, no, no. Yeah. You, you have to. Suddenly there's like a hierarchy <laughs> or a division socially between so many things. Yeah. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't know how it can't. But exactly. Grow, but, well, yeah. now we'll see what, I mean, the pol- political landscape could be vastly different by then. Y- you never know. There, there may be much more of a openness to vaccinations by that time but well, well we see. should probably wrap it up there we inevitably circled back to the coronavirus mm, which i was hoping we wouldn't do but talk you know, about it was, anything it was tangentially talking about the coronavirus so i hope that yeah I'm, I'm fascinated to see if you have a temperature i mean if you feel like you're going to have a temperature or you have one before you're leaving, if you're feeling ill, you probably shouldn't be shooting anyway. You probably should have anticipated that you weren't going to be up to the task of photographing an eight hour wedding and hired someone out at 
Anyway, my fear is how often do people run a temperature or the, the thermometer or whatever is kind of like bogus where it's not, it doesn't actually mean you're sick, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked my temperature every day ever. So like, do bodies ever just sort of like overheat randomly, even without being sick? Oh. Like, that's my thing is I'm, I feel fine no. and I show up and they're like, no, you have a temperature. And I'm like, no, your thing's broken or it, it, wait five minutes and it goes down. Like, so. is, is that a thing that occurs? I'm going to have to ask. The other thing that I'm going to have to ask my nurse like, on call. You can be completely asymptomatic and uh, like, what is this really protecting you against? Hold on. You know what? Actually, let's find that out right now. Abby's calling me okay. for some other reason. Let's answer it. Hello? Okay. Abby is Nathan's wife. Oh. She's a nurse. Okay. Hey, uh, let me, I'm going to check on that on a sec first in a second, but I'm on the podcast right now and we need an answer to a nurse question. Um, can you hold on? We can edit this a little bit here. Hold. Yeah. Well. Okay. 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 Sorry. You there? Hello? Okay. Yeah, what's the question? Okay. The question is, can a body produce a fever for no reason at all can a body overheat well the reason would be that you're overheating okay so you could go into like hyperthermia yeah but it's not like a it's not like a fever a fever is usually a reaction to inflammation in the body okay so so can you have inflammation um, and not have like the flu like or the, the coronavirus like, of, like, can you just have like a bad day but when you have hyperthermia, you're just, like, too hot and you can die from that. Like, okay. when that kid is in a car or something. Right. So could you... So could your body have inflammation for no reason at all and just be... And just get hot? No. Okay, but, like, that's two different things. Like, inflammation is due to some kind of problem. Okay. Just spontaneously getting overheated without some kind of heat source i am not aware of that being a thing what is this question it's ridiculous (laughs) it's the question is we were just thinking if you get barred from entering a wedding venue because you have a fever but it's not because you are you you have covid it's just because you got hot that day or something no that's it wouldn't cause like an internal body temperature rise really Um, unless you had like heat stroke and actually developed fever in which case you would be sick so i mean you can have fevers for lots of different reasons and some people's temperatures um you know run a little bit higher low on their natural day but like no okay great thank you yeah i don't think just being hot would cause an internal body temperature rise okay that's significant at all Okay. So Thanks, Abby. Anyway, bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay. Great. So that is, um, you know, that's that's Nurse Nurse Abigail. Um, so yeah, I guess the answer is no. I guess you it's would have a reason other than the whole asymptomatic yeah. component of the thing. Now, uh, let's say you had yeah. the flu, not COVID, but you were running a fever, and they're like, "You COVID." infidel but you're like no it's it's just a flu and they're like wait a minute you can't be in here for that either and then they kick you out yeah 
Right. You could have the flu, but you go get a COVID test to prove that you don't have COVID. It's like, I just had the flu. <laughs> they're gonna let, they are <laughs> yeah, not going to let you in. That's fine. Uh, okay. One second here. I was just uh, catching up on the old Zeiss ZX1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Digital camera with built-in Adobe. Yep. That, which and 500 I'm, I'm, gigabytes I'm popping around, of storage. Right? Uh, and I was just like, what? You know, I haven't heard about anything about it in like years. And I'm on B&H website and it is available for, it says new item coming soon. New release. Notify when available, but there's no actual ability to pre-order. I'm curious when this page went up, and wait, I thought if it was. There's been any news? Oh yeah, I guess it's it's not out yet. No man, I would be all over that yeah. with built-in Lightroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Engine. I forgot. Yeah, I, I would love. Well, the cool thing about this, from in my opinion, was that it had like internal storage, like 500 gigabytes or something. Is that is that right? Yeah. 512 yeah yeah, yeah. okay in, and usb-c yeah yeah so, max burst three frames per second Ugh. yeah no it's not i mean it's it's not it's not gonna have everything but i mean this yeah. is absolutely you know how the canon r it's it's so great in almost every way but it needs uh it needs the r5 you know we need the r5 yes. so i think have like getting this zeiss cx1 out and into the world is going to be key. And then people can kind of see how that goes after that, you know? Yeah, this camera seems much more appealing than the the Pixie, but yeah, definitely. It, it also seems like it's just in development hell. Yeah, probably. It's a full-frame sensor, which is cool, um, but I think it wouldn't take a mount. I think it would be a whole new set of lenses you'd have to buy, And but it looks so cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. Anyway, all right, let's wrap it up there. Uh, Right. Somebody let me know if there's like a podcast that exists with a virologist or who, I don't even know the doctor type that scientist that would be working the virus, but I, I, I want somebody who's like in the labs. Yeah. I want to be hearing from them if they're, they're probably not allowed to be like just ranting on a podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah no, uh, I don't know. We uh, tested it about 700 people. They all died. Uh, we're getting another 700 <laughs> coming today. It was a pretty rough day of work today. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, the Zeiss ZX one is a fixed lens. 35 F2. Yes. It is not interchangeable. I forgot that. Yeah. So, so that's another. All right. Well, another thanks dude. No, I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, all right. Whoop. <laughs>